I'm going to need all the help I can today. <laughs> all right, quick. Where in the Bible is baseball mentioned? In the big inning. I know, I know. Forgive me, forgive me. Mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Well, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. So today, in Genesis, we have in the beginning, and today, in the prologue to John's gospel, we have in the beginning. It's a, it seems to be a strange gospel for a, a Christmas day. We're much more used to Luke's angels singing, and the shepherds going, and the animals in the crash and all that. That's beautiful. And yet, if we are to understand the mystery of this day, the mystery really of our life, this gospel says it all. Because in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, God spoke, it was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And nothing came to be except through the Word, the divine Logos the speaking of the divine word of God, which means the very first incarnation, the very first incarnation was creation. The very first Bible was, was creation because in, in the incarnation, and of course I, I was convinced until I was about 21 years old that incarnation had something to do with evaporated milk. It doesn't. <laughs> Incarnation is the divine mixing with matter. And they are inseparable. Matter has no existence on its own unless the divine is in it, unless the universal Christ is in it. That's the divine impulse. And therefore, the very first Bible is all of creation. And, and all of creation, especially when we find ourselves in the garden, is sacred. We've lost that sacrality of creation. And it's time for us to get it back. As a matter of fact, it's time to see the divine in the stars and the sky and the sun and the moon. Our, our father Francis knew that. He personified everything because the divine dwelt in it. So that's, that's the beginning. Uh, however, we, we, we too are created in that, because we are in spirited matter, in that divine creation, in that divine incarnation, but we never knew it. We never really got it. As we heard so beautifully proclaimed today in the second, in the second reading, in, in ages past, God spoke to us, but we just got part of the message. We didn't get it all. We, we couldn't comprehend because God was still out there. And we were somehow down here, and, and never the twain shall meet. And the only way we can do that is we sacrifice something sacred and spread the blood on the altar and on the people, and somehow we would have some kind of atonement. And so we had to make this God very, very, very happy. And, and, and the way we made him happy was by following the, the law of Moses. And the law is a wonderful thing. It's a great place to begin. It's not going to save us. It's not going to save us because we don't see fully. 
And we did not see fully until in the fullness of time the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The incarnation, the fullness of the divine in the human. The fullness of, of all that is, of all of creation, and it's beyond our, our comprehension. And how does this ineffable, all-powerful, unspeakable, transcendent, utterly transcendent God, divinity, deity, choose to come? What is the great message that we are to hear today? He doesn't come in the way of the world. He doesn't come with horse and chariot. He doesn't come with power and might. He doesn't come with great glory. How does he come? We know how he comes. We know the story. As an infant. As a vulnerable one. Somehow it seems that the way to the divine is not the way of domination of the world. Somehow the way to the divine is through the bottom. Oh, and St. Luke puts beautiful, beautiful spinning words on it. He says, and, and, and the baby was wrapped in swaddling clothes and, and laid in a manger. Well, you know, you could probably translate to saying that the baby was in a diaper that needed to be changed quite regularly, thank you very much. And they laid him in a feeding box. What is that saying? That's saying that the way in is through the vulnerable, is the little way in. Never the way of domination. Always the way of liberation. And the way of the matter becoming sacred. It always was. There never was a moment when the matter wasn't sacred. We just didn't know it. We just didn't see it. It had to be pointed out to us so that we can touch it and heal it and feel it. We're like the little kid who's, who, who has to go to bed and, and he's really scared. He says, Mommy, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to bed. I'm scared. Mommy says, no, okay, it's okay. And she starts to walk away. She says, can I have a glass of water? Yeah, yeah, you can have a glass of water. He drinks the glass of water. Ah, that's better. Okay, go to... Mommy, 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 please stay with me. She says, no, 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 you don't... I, don't, I can't stay with you. Besides, God's here. God's here. He'll take care of you. And the little boy says, I know God's here. But I want someone with some skin. I want to touch. I want to be held. I want to feel the divine embrace. And so when Jesus came, he came and he touched and he embraced and he healed. He touched the leper. He touched the pain. He touched our death. And he told us, and here's the great mystery of the Incarnation, not just that God shows up 2,000 years ago, but that He's showing up right now. He told us that what I'm doing, you're going to do. Because the divine essence is your deepest essence. It's who you are in the core. And even greater, he says. Well, what he's telling us basically is that Everything God has 
has now been given away. It's been poured out into all of creation. And it's been poured out to us in a very concrete and real way. In everything Jesus did 2,000 years ago, we are called to do today. We just need to know it. We just need to know it. We just need to know that there's a power in us beyond our own human power. We, we are not born just of flesh and blood. Last night we listened to the beautiful um, homily from Sister Glenna where she talked about the fact that, yeah, he, Jesus was born of all of this flesh and blood. You know, on his parents' side, he was Jewish. Huh? On the other side, he was divine. He was this incredible mixture of, of the heritage of the Jewish nation, and at the same time, he had no mother or father. He was born of God. He was born, oh, under the law, but transcended the law. What did Joseph try to do? Joseph knew the law. He knew Moses. He knew what he had to do. He had to put her away. But there is something even stronger going on inside of Joseph the dreamer and what's going on inside of Joseph the dreamer saying, there's a whole different way this child is being born. This child is being born by the power of God. And you are to take her in. There are times when the law and love work together. There are times when the law and love are at loggerheads. And if God is love, then love must always win. We have that love. You are that love. You are that love incarnate. We can end wars. We can end hunger. We can end poverty. We can save our mother whom through our stupidity we've been destroying for the last thousand years. We can do this. Why? Because of the incarnation. Because the power is ours. Because those who dare to believe in him are not born just of flesh and blood, but born of the Spirit. We, are the daughters and sons of God. As Jimmy Durante would say, in poison. Somebody say, Amen.